Uh, good morning. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, stop. It's so good that you're here with us this morning. Happy New Year. This is the first time I've seen lots of you for the first time this year. Can I tell you, this morning is like one of the best Sundays you could have come to church. They're handing out free popcorn. Free popcorn. I can tell you this might be might be one of the briefest meetings we've ever had. I say that. So you know you're in for trouble now, right? Um, but... Uh, Welcome, welcome, welcome to the first uh, service of this year together. Has anybody got a New Year's resolution? That, that's good. Any New Year's, yeah, do you want to share it with us, Megan? How do you? Okay. Okay. Like you're leaving it for Buddy or? It sounds the opposite of what you would want. Drink that coffee, hey? Yes, Daniel. Joey, what's your New Year's? Dan, you've dobbed him in. You're going to have to. Oh, he's going to be here every Sunday morning. Yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, never ever, never ever. Oh well, I am not. I am not a big New Year resolution guy. I don't. I don't, I don't know. I've just never really cared that much. Uh, but I do start every year wanting to change some things about my life. I don't know about you. You get to the end of the year and you reflect on the year and you you think, okay, into the new year, this is a good marker. Maybe. There's some things I need to work on or change, um, whether it be like for myself, like, you know, what are some things that I could do better this year? Or this year I decided my job this summer was to clean out the garage and shed. Anybody else do something similar? Yeah, clear out. Now, when I say, can I, our garage, you couldn't even walk into it's, it's been, you know, we've had kids now for 12 years almost and so you kind of accumulate kids' things. There's about 14 car seats and a few cots and things in the, in the garage and so uh, we decided this is the year. We're going to clean it out. We're going to get the shed organised and can I report, are we even a week into the year? The garage is 90% done. 90% done. How good's that? You can, I'll take photos. The shed is 100% done, 100%. Garage, 90. Uh, Thank you for the encouragement. I feel good about it. Um, We even managed to kind of throw out some things that Susie would never have thrown out. We had a visit from Mark Granger, who is back on a plane to Singapore yesterday, but he's already home. There you go. Uh, Mark came and, and was the extra motivation for Susie and Evie to throw out some of the things, yeah? Who knows that we hold on to some of those things for a bit longer than we need to. There's like sentimental value. You look at them and I know that that item, that 
that cow push-along ride thing has been in the shed for about five years, right? It hasn't been used for five years, but it still hurt to throw it out into the tip. Oh, I've brought it up. The wound is still raw. Um, who knows, though? Quite often, at the, like I said before, the end of the year or the start of the year, it's a good marker for change for us, isn't it? Like it's a good motivation. Uh, and if we've had a good year, we're usually not completely satisfied. Or if we've had a good year, we're still looking at how we can improve things. Or if we've had a bad year, we're definitely looking at different ways to, to make the next year a little bit better. We're still wanting to improve no matter what. Uh, the circumstances are. Does this make sense to you? Yeah, good. I'm glad you're with me. It's not just me. Uh, and I want to suggest this morning that maybe, maybe that we have this desire to change because who knows that we are made in the image of God, yeah? And our inner desire is always to be more and more like Him, isn't it? So in... You know, we get to these markers and we, we actually get to a point where we're like, well, of course we want to change. It makes sense because we haven't arrived at that point of looking exactly like Jesus yet. You still with me? Cool. Now, the way uh, this is lived out through the majority of people, can I just tell you, remind you again, everyone on this planet is made in the image of God. It's not just those of us who claim Christ as Lord as Saviour. It's actually every single person. So everybody has this inbuilt desire, I believe, to change. That they're always trying to look more and more like God, even if they don't know who He is. Now, the way this is lived out for the majority of people, I believe, is through self-help, right? Self-help. I, uh, you know... That extra willpower, the, the change of habits, daily habits. I read this week, you won't believe this. I read this week that over the last few years, about 45,000 self-help books are produced every year, are written every year. Is that? Not, not copies. Like 45,000 individual different books are written and sold every year on self-help. And can I tell you that most of them are being bought? It's not like they're sitting on shelves. Actually, there's a desire for people to change. And can I tell you, there's nothing wrong with self-help, right? There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, you know, I, I guess it's, it's helpful to want to make yourself better. And, you know, sometimes you've got to work at that. Disciplines are, are good. But I want to suggest with that many books being written, continuously over a number of years, that maybe the self-help books aren't working. <laughs> yeah? Maybe they're not working for most people. Can I tell you, the message is brief and it's simple this morning. There is better news for your year this year than just having to work harder. There's better news than you just having to get better that you, there's better news than you having to develop stronger willpower or better habits. And we're going to have a look at a, uh, a book written, a letter that Paul wrote to the Galatian church together this morning, very briefly. Uh, Nath, can you get the verse up and let's have a look. Oh, foolish Galatians. How's that for a start of scripture this morning? 
Who has cast an evil spell on you? For the meaning of Jesus Christ's death was made as clear to you as if you had seen a picture of his death on the cross. Let me ask you this one question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? Of course not. You received the Spirit because you believed the message you heard about Christ. How foolish can you be? After starting your new lives in the Spirit, why are you now trying to become perfect by your own human effort? Have you experienced so much for nothing? Surely it was not in vain, was it? I ask you again, does God give you the Holy Spirit and work miracles among you because you obey the law? Of course not. It is because you believe the message you heard about Christ. Let's pray and then unpack this together. God, you are good. We've, we've sung of your goodness. Uh, in these moments, we ask that we might approach you humbly. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you speak to us, that you guide us towards your truth. Uh, just reveal yourself, Jesus, through Scripture. Uh, may my words fall flat. May your words be elevated. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. Interesting scripture, right? Yeah. Paul's not kind of holding back, is he? He's kind of calling the Galatian church fools. I don't know about you, but calling someone a fool is a pretty, it's up there as a pretty high kind of insult, isn't it? Don't, don't call people fools. It's not good. Just that's my word of advice for 2012. Tell the person next to you, you're not a fool. All right. Now, now Paul, is, Paul is sounding a little bit harsh, as he sometimes does. Uh, but we have to remember, again, and we, we keep coming back to it, we have to remember Paul's heart. He's writing this letter to a church. He has a, a pastor's heart for his people. Yeah? Remember, no one's going to like this, but remember we called him Daddy Paul last year? We called him Daddy Paul a few times. Paul, it's kind of like a father's heart for his people. Is that, is that okay, Chelsea? Daddy Paul? You'll allow that one. Um, uh, he cares about the church. He cares about them so much and he cares about the people so much. He wants what is best for them and he's needing to correct some thinking. Not just some thinking, but also some behaviours of the church. Some things that have crept in again. And he especially wants them to hold on to the actual good news. And it's a stern reminder again. Like he's, he's using some pretty forceful language. Foolish, fools. And he's, um, he wants to remind them of this message. True change and transformation doesn't come from human effort. This morning, that's what I want you to take away. True change and transformation doesn't come from human effort. Paul's telling us it comes from the work and the power of the Holy Spirit, which is, can I, this is the best bit of the good news, which is freely given. It doesn't require an effort from us. It doesn't require good works from us. It is a freely given gift. And Paul is just getting really frustrated. 
Because he's like, why would you go back to that pattern of trying to strive, trying to work, trying to fulfill all the laws, all the rules again, when you know the good news is that this gift is freely given, that it's the Holy Spirit's work in you that brings transformation and change. This morning, who thinks that's good news for us? It's good news for us. Church, the, I've already said it. The, the message is simple, but I believe it's powerful for us today. I, like Paul, care for you guys. Maybe, maybe not. Don't call me daddy, please. Uh, I, like Paul, care for you. And I, I want the best for you this year and into your future. Can I tell you this morning my prayer and what I want to see in your life is breakthrough in your life. I want, I want to see healing happen in your life. I want to see you thrive in life. I want to see you grow this year. And I want, to, I want you to have more love present in your life. I want you to have more joy present. I want you to have more peace in your life, more patience, more kindness, more gentleness, more self-control this year. Can I echo Paul's words for you this morning? Stop striving in your own strength and human effort. And instead, let the Holy Spirit fill you. Let the Holy Spirit transform you. Let the Holy Spirit produce fruit in you. Galatians 5. Thanks, Nath. Straight up. Verse 22 and 23. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. There is no law against these things. I don't know about you, but when I look at people's New Year's resolutions, I see a lot of those things on the list. This year I want to have more joy, more peace. Can we notice in that verse, can you go back to 22 for us, Nath? It says right at the start, who produces the fruit? The Holy Spirit produces the fruit, not us. Not us. The fruit doesn't grow because we work harder. The fruit doesn't grow because we put in more effort or we, we strive more this year. Can I tell you, church, the Holy Spirit is at work in us. The Holy Spirit, when He's working in us, produces the fruit. What we have to do is we have to remain attached to the vine. We have to remain attached to the vine. We have to be connected to Jesus. And we need to let the Holy Spirit Start working in our lives. Can I tell you this morning, if you want real transformation in your life, it needs to be God at work in your life. There's a story in John and it's, it's a story well known and I've probably told it a million times. John 4 and it's the woman at the well. And we see this woman and we see how she has tried to change her life multiple times, haven't we? We, we hear, she says, I've had four husbands and I'm with another man now. She has tried and tried to transform her life by her own power. But the lasting fruit, remember the living water that never dries up? That comes from Jesus. 
that comes from the Holy Spirit present in our life. I also, um, who's, who's, who's loving the good news this morning? The good news. I don't have to go out, buy a book, read it, figure out how to do the steps, form a habit, all of that. I don't, you don't need to do that this year. Instead, we're going to spend some moments which I believe are going to be powerful for us. I believe that the Holy Spirit can transform in an instant, 100%. The Holy Spirit can bring healing in an instant when we pray. Who knows that there's power in prayer? We have a God who's very close, who cares about what we pray about. I believe that the Holy Spirit can do in an instant, but I also know that fruit doesn't happen in an instant, does it? If we think about the process of a seed growing into a tree and then producing fruit, sometimes it takes some time, doesn't it? I want to tell you that I love the miraculous in in an instant stuff. Man, we'll pray for it with great faith. But sometimes it's process, isn't it? Holy Spirit just daily doing what the Holy Spirit needs to do. Monthly. Yearly again, just praying, Holy Spirit, continue to shape me, continue to mold me. Who knows that takes some humility sometimes. So this year, as we start a a new year, 2024, will you stop striving in human effort for transformation and fruit and let the Holy Spirit instead fuel you, empower you, equip you and make you more like Jesus. It might happen right now. Are we praying big prayers that in faith that something might break through now, but, but we also know that this year it's just going to take Holy Spirit, little transactions all through the year. I, I love the idea, and I've said it before, and usually someone makes a comment, but I, I like the, I, I know I leak, right? Yeah? When I ask the Holy Spirit to fill me, I need, I need the Holy Spirit to continue to do that. Because I, like I struggle and I leak and I, I, I make mistakes and I need Holy Spirit to keep kind of leading me. I have to be open and surrender again to the Holy Spirit, leading me again afresh every day. So we're going we're gonna to take some time. Um, Dan's going to get some some music for us, but the music isn't like, it's, it's to help us just, just be an atmosphere where we're not listening to each other. This year, I, I don't want us to strive anymore. I don't want us to think about self-help. That's not what church is about. Can I tell you? Church is not about us helping ourselves. Church is about us surrendering to a God who has it in hand. Holy Spirit who can bring transformation. And the good news is that it's freely given gift. So because we're gathered together, why wouldn't we pray for each other that the Holy Spirit falls afresh? Come Holy Spirit might be our prayer this morning. That He might transform us again, make us more like Jesus. So He might restore you. My prayer this morning is that God might restore you. Let's pray. God, You are good. Uh, Your grace, undeserved gift is incredible. We thank You, Jesus, for Your example. We thank You, Jesus, uh, 
for your sacrifice. We thank you, Jesus, for your resurrection and the power in the resurrection. That means that we can live a resurrected life too. So we ask this morning that you continue, God, to breathe life into us, that you continue to transform, that you continue to restore and heal. God, we thank you that you are making all things new. Coming into 2024, we ask Holy Spirit that you continue your work. Come, Holy Spirit. I've asked uh, if Sam and Megan want to kind of come up as well. We we um we'd love to like pray for you. We we think there's power in that, you know, laying on hands and and praying over each other. And and I especially if you if you're needing that that breakthrough. You're needing the Holy Spirit to do something now. You've got the faith to ask for that right now. Then then I invite you to come out to, to one of us at the front and we'll pray for you. Uh, otherwise, if you just want 2024 to God be more present in your life, if you want the Holy Spirit to continue His transformative work, if you want to see that fruit in your life, then I encourage you to, to come up and we just want to pray. We want to bless you. We want to anoint you for the year ahead. Can we do that? Yeah, let's, let's do it.